Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, you guys. It's Misty, and this is Lattes and Legends. Monday. Um, hi. It's Monday. Right. Uh, I was going to record yesterday, but, uh, you know, I called it a day early, and so I'm totally fine with that. I um, hope everyone's doing well. I'm on my first latte. I'm uh, really sleep-deprived today, so this might be really quick because I need a nap. I um, hope things are good in your world. Um, this is going to be episode two of season four we're talking about haunted hotels like i said after watching the um cecil hotel docuseries i really just wanted to dive into hotels more and i know there's some um, in my area as well but i'm going to cover more of the i don't want to say popular but more of the well-known haunted hotels um, including one that is in history, one of my favorites. So yeah, um, thanks to everybody that's been following us on Instagram. It is Lattes and Legends. Facebook, it's Lattes and Legends podcast. And yeah, like I said, I'm lacking sleep. So if I just fade away, I'll try to stop recording. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Today, I'm going to talk about the Queen Mary Hotel and the Chelsea Hotel. Uh, the Chelsea Hotel I'm talking about because of my interest in it, punk rock music, Sid and Nancy, the whole nine. Um, so, yeah. So, sources are countryliving.com, queenmary.com, Wikipedia, TripAdvisor, uh, sci-fi.com, marineinsight.com, 
ocghostsandlegends.com, bookriot.com, nbcnewyork.com, vanityfair.com, and ny.curbed.com. So let's get right into this and talk about the Queen Mary. So the Queen Mary, um, the history of it, I guess I'll start with that. The Queen Mary was an ocean liner that sailed the North Atlantic Ocean between the 1930s and 1960s. Now it is a hotel. Now it is a world famous attraction. And part of the reason it is so popular to tourists and paranormal experts is because of the spirits and ghosts that are supposedly haunting it. All right, so the Queen Mary sailed its first voyage in 1936, and it went from Southampton in England um, to France to New York. It's quite the journey. During the Second World War, the Queen Mary helped to ferry troops instead of catering to tourists, keeping in mind the topmost priority at the time. That was the troops. The fastest ship of its error, reaching a size of about a thousand feet long, the Queen Mary ship took its last voyage in 1967 and then docked in Long Beach, California, where it has been ever since. So it's interesting what visitors say about the Queen Mary. So the ship is vast and beautiful and the rooms from the photos and trip advisor and such that i've seen they're very well taken care of it's in amazing condition it's crazy how long the ship has lasted um, especially with being in the elements and such but not only is it known for how it looks on the inside it's also known for the ghosts that are haunting the rooms the pool the hallways what have you there have been hundreds of sightings by tourists, and they've seen apparitions. Um, things have happened in their rooms that they just couldn't quite figure out how or why. So there's different events going on in a hotel room. And for example, one woman said that she put her contact case in one spot, and then, like, literally, like three seconds later, it was a in the bathroom where she had it on her nightstand like little things like that where it's just enough to mess with you but at the same time it's like mm, am i going nuts i didn't do that um so yes um a lot of people that have been here say that they've seen a man in dark clothes, his face is bearded, and he's just kind of a regular spirit. Like they haven't felt any um, bad energy from him or anything like that. But he keeps appearing um, during fire drills. So we all love when we stay at a hotel and in the middle of the night, there's a fire alarm going off for no reason. This is kind of what he does, and there's a story to this. Apparently, he um, 
was crushed under a watertight door during a regular fire drill. And so um, he just hangs out in the hallways and over by that door. And so that's where guests of the ship have seen him. Ooh, creepy. Um, okay, so when you go to the swimming pool, you might hear some spooky footsteps. That's right. People that have gone to the pool will hear footsteps while they're swimming, or they will like see like little splashing in the water, like if someone was putting their feet in the water. Not splashing enough to bother you, but at the same time, when you're like, oh, I'm the only one in the pool, how is this happening? Mm-hmm. And also, there's sounds of children crying and laughing in the playroom nursery on board. And there's um, a little girl who her spirit is seen, and it's um, said that she actually drowned in one of the swimming pools. And so she hangs out around the swimming pool, her ghost does. Yeah. So um, many visitors that have come to the Queen Mary are super skeptical, um, but there are definitely people that are, that have seen, heard things of the paranormal type on the Queen Mary. And, you know, there's probably been a lot of people that have died on this ship. And now that it's a hotel, I don't know. Maybe things are getting a little restless. Who knows? Maybe they want to go back to sea. I don't know. Um, but yeah, um, I did look into staying at the Queen Mary, and it says that it is closed currently. So don't get your hopes up and go stay on the Queen Mary. Although it does sound amazing to do. Uh, yeah, so that's about all I have on the Queen Mary. It was super short and sweet. Like I said, you guys, I'm like exhausted. So probably shouldn't even be recording this podcast, but whatever. I do want to talk next about the Chelsea Hotel. Just kidding. And one more thing about the Queen Mary. Um, see, I told you I'm tired. Um, so... There's a room on the Queen Mary that is B340, and um, on the sci-fi.com website, uh, a woman named Julie Tremaine wrote about room 340, and I wanted to share just a little bit of this with you, Um, and I I will just quote some of what she says because she spent some time aboard the queen mary so this is what she says quote during my stay i was traveling with strange escapes a supernatural tourism company run by amy bruni who is a paranormal investigator who got her start on ghost hunters and now stars on kindred spirits she gathered a group of 200 to explore the haunted ship with the assistance of other paranormal investigators cool in b340 in the bedroom in the small attached sitting room i found a group of investigators huddled in the dark um 
they were paranormal investigators that were leading this investigation. They had brought some items from their traveling museum of the paranormal and occult, including a spirit board made from floor planks salvaged from the site of an axe murderer. Oh, cool. All right. Yikes. Um, yikes. So then she says that, um, that they could see blood on this floor plank. And then it started to wake up some little ghosty friends. And they started to hear noises and see lights pop on and off. And clearly she didn't stay in there long because that is where she finished up her story. Crazy. Um, and she also talks about other hotels that she stayed in. So if you want to check out um, some other stuff about her um she talks a lot about it so i don't know where i was going with that anyway let me keep going with her story all right she says quote everyone left the room around 2 a.m with every bit of their haunted um oh their haunted enthusiasm in tow i surveyed my surroundings then, leaving one lamp on, I got in the bed and tried to sleep. You might be surprised to learn that, despite having flown in that morning, driving 100 miles, and spending less than three hours sitting in the dark, I wasn't a bit tired. I was laying there wide awake. I have never been less tired in my life than that night. Mm -hmm. Then, around 3 a.m., the voices started. Whew. Mm. Oh. The voice or the ship makes no attempt to hide B340's history. Now that it's reopened to the public, the room rents out at a premium rate, and there are counts of ghost sightings inscribed on the walls. People come looking for the unmarked room every night. But I didn't know any of that at the time. So when I heard whispers outside my door, I nearly jumped out of my skin. And when I got up to answer the door, I didn't even have time to tell them to go away because whoever was out there ran screaming down the hall before I even turned the knob. Um, so then she talks about how it happened a couple more times that night. Oh, yikes. Um, and then she continued to hear whispers and voices all night long. Then her um, tour guide, Bruni, Amy Bruni, reported that um, in the boiler room, they saw something moving many times, but no one was there. Yikes. So that is a little bit of the haunting of the Queen Mary. Let's talk about the Chelsea Hotel. The Chelsea Hotel is in New York. It's one of my favorite cities. I can't wait to go back and see you. The Chelsea is currently closed for renovations, um, and it sits at 222 West 23rd Street between 7th and 8th Avenues. It is beautiful red brick. It's Victorian and Queen Anne style. Um, beautiful balconies, a grand staircase, the works. Um, the cool thing about the Chelsea Hotel is it is a national and state landmark building, and it is publicly known as the second most haunted place in New York City. Hmm. Um, so I want to talk first 
let's see. There's so much I want to talk about with the Chelsea. So let's just go into the history of the Chelsea. Um, yeah. So where do we start? The Chelsea became such a popular place for starving artists, um, musicians, also drug addicts, sex workers, the craziness. So it opened in 1884 and it was pretty much apartments and then it became a hotel um, for um, many, many New York folks. Um, so in 1905 is when it became a hotel and People like Mark Twain had stayed there, the painter John Sloan, Jackson Pollock, uh, who else? Dylan Thomas. Yeah. So one of the things about the Chelsea is Dylan Thomas um, died there. And this is what really started to get people talking about spirits and ghosts and everything. Um, Arthur Miller moved into room 614 after his divorce from Marilyn Monroe. Bob Dylan wrote the song Sarah in 211. Janis Joplin and Leonard Cohen got at it in room 424. Um, yeah, um, and then in room 100 is where the infamous Sid Vicious and Nancy Spurgeon um, argument occurred and where he stabbed her to death. Um, other famous people, Arthur C. Clarke wrote 2001 A Space Odyssey at the Chelsea. William Burroughs wrote The Third Mine and Jack Kerouac had a one night stand with someone hmm, at the Chelsea. Um, in 1992, Madonna went to the Chelsea to shoot some photographs for her sex book. Everybody remember that? Mm -hmm. And just so many things started happening there. And so this is when people talk about the ghosts of the Chelsea. And this Vanity Fair article, which is super, super great, has a lot of information about the ghosts that have been seen there. So, where do we begin? Okay, so we're going to talk about the ghosts of the Chelsea, one of which um, the paranormal investigators call Mary. All right, so Mary is a survivor of the Titanic. She lost her husband in the Titanic. And so she went to the Chelsea to find solace and just deal with things her way. Um, she was very distraught and depressed. And when she got to the Chelsea, she ended up hanging herself on the fifth floor. She's often found at the west end of the building where the archway is in the hallway. Um, she is always checking herself in the mirror, and many people that have visited the Chelsea call her the vain ghost. There's one thing about her, though. She does not like to be bothered by the living. So if you do see her, 
do not expect her to be kind or give you any gestures. Like she's just like, "Mm -mm, nope. She'll check herself out and then she's gone. Then there is Nadia or the severed hand ghost. Um, In 1922, the New York Times reported a young woman in her 20s that flung herself out of her window that faced 23rd Street and she died as she plummeted to the sidewalk. Um, Before this happened though, she had placed her right hand in the middle of some huge industrial scissors to cut some bolts of cloth. She closed the scissors and she cut off her right hand. Oh, the pain was horrible. And it said that she couldn't handle it. And so that's why she threw herself out of the window. Mm-hmm. Um, so the cool thing about Nadia is she actually grew up in the Chelsea. And her family lived there too. And she was super spoiled. Um, her father was a wealthy silk merchant. And he wanted them to only live in the best suites in the Chelsea. And so that's where she grew up. Mm, Crazy, huh? Um, She was an artist, but she actually ended up getting married to a songwriter when they were teenagers, and that dream slowly went away. Her husband was an alcoholic, and she had two children, and he was not into her whatsoever, and things just got horribly wrong from there. When she went to went back to the Chelsea after being married. Um, Her father didn't want her to be there um, because he couldn't believe that she had these two children and this drunk guy was her husband. Like he's like, yeah, no, this is not the life I wanted for you. Um, He did tell her and the children that they could come, but she had to keep up with all the housework and cleaning. And that's when she decided that she would start being a seamstress to help with the income. Um, and that's why she had the industrial scissors to cut her hand off. Um, life was hard for her. And, you know, that dream of being an artist was pretty much over. And every day she would look down at her hands and just be like, oh, my hands are ruined from this housework, from helping at the hotel, like just over it. Um, and some people say that's why she cut off her hand also. There's different stories about her, but nonetheless, she did fling herself off of the balcony. Um, so the next ghost that visitors talk about is called Larry the Hipster Ghost. Ooh, he sounds fun. So there was a medium... Um, that caught Larry and chatted with Larry. I guess that's what mediums do. Um, And they said that it was really hard to get his story because he never, ever stops talking. He's so anxious. Um, He's just all over the place. So Uh, he wants to be seen by the living and feels like he has a lot of information to share about the Chelsea and he is very open to doing so. So according to this Larry, 
everything in the Chelsea Hotel, doors, windows, walls, everything is all an illusion. Um, he said there is something that happened underground when the Chelsea was built. And that's why it has this energy in the hotel. Um, and that's probably why all of these ghosts and ghouls come around because there's something going on inside of the underground part of the Chelsea, um, which, you know, I wouldn't put it past a place. We've all seen Poltergeist, right? Just saying. Right, and so now I'm going to touch just a little bit on the rooms of the Chelsea. And this comes from a really cool blog. This is from 2017. Well, so maybe it doesn't exist anymore. Who knows? Um, it's called forever80sblog.com. And it starts by talking about room 100. And like I said, this is the room where Sid and Nancy lived. Um, Nancy was found dead in the bathroom on October 12th, 1978, and Sid was charged with her murder. He was released on bail. Um, he died of an overdose at his home of his new girlfriend on February 1st, 1979. And then several guests at the Chelsea said that they've had run-ins with the ghosts of Sid and Nancy, as well as hearing arguments between them. Um, when they stay in that room. Lots and lots and lots of podcasts have covered the story of Sid and Nancy, and it's still very baffling to me. The movie Sid and Nancy, um, where I think it's Gary Oldman plays Sid, which is, uh, the movie did really well with representing what happened in the room and for anybody that hasn't seen it, I suggest you watch it if you're into that kind of thing. If you're in punk rock, if you're not into punk rock, you should get into punk rock because it's amazing. Anyway, back to the Chelsea. Um, let's see. Room 105, actress Edie Sedgwick um, was moved here after setting the room on fire. Or her room on fire, sorry. So the room was above the lobby and staff wanted to keep a close eye on her because they were super angry about her setting other rooms on fire. Oh, we said it. Yikes. Um, let's see. Let's talk about mm, 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 room 205. Dylan Thomas moved in on October 20th, 1953. He was in super poor health. And at the Chelsea is where he spent his last lucid days. He died on November 9th. 1953 when he fell into a coma and there's a lot of guests that say around room 205 they hear very aggressive footsteps and that they know it's Dylan Thomas's ghost let's see room 323 club club kid Christina lived in this room in the 80s and she died in the room um in june 1989 so it took them five days before they discovered her body room 323 is also supposedly very haunted mm -hmm. um leonard cohen lived in room 424 during his life in the 1960s 
Mm -mm -mm. Angie Warhol spent some time in the Chelsea in room 442. Yes. Room 822 is where Madonna shot those pictures for her book. Let's see. What else? What else? What else? Oh, here we go. Room 915. Um, in 2009, a hotel guest named Steve Clark claims that he was awakened at 4 a.m. and handed a glow-in-the-dark frisbee by, quote, an energy. He said he was not frightened by this energy and was able to go to sleep rather quickly. Well, interesting. Um, I could go on and on and on about the Chelsea because I think it has some of the best history in New York and a lot of artists and writers and whatnot were, you know, pretty much grew up there and found their life and their fame there. So you should look into it. And I think that's going to be it for me today. I'm dragging and I shouldn't be recording a podcast when I feel this way. So thanks everybody for listening. And I will give another shout out to my adorable nephew, Donovan, because he loves this podcast. So at least someone does. Love you. I'll talk to you guys all next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.